0: Mike, Mike, and the...
1: Welcome once again to another episode of Mike, Mike, and Oscar. Uh, I am your co-host, Mike One. Co-host also Mike is here. Oscar Race Checkpoint News Show. We're recapping the Critics' Choice Awards. We're recapping the DGA noms, the PGA noms. Uh, dealing with an ornery also Mike today as well. Well, yeah, because
0: uh, I brought it on myself, as we've established in uh, in the last half hour of uh, pre-show conversation. Mm-hmm. I am just going to call it that. And uh, I'm not going to admit to anything i'm gonna just (laughs) grovel when the time comes Mm -hmm. i'm just gonna grovel on my hands and knees Mm -hmm. uh because the internet scares me and (laughs) you know there are times over the last 24 hours where i thought i could be like hey i'm Jon snow standing up to the bolton army and that's (laughs) gonna be me i'm like i'm somebody in dumb money i feel cool yeah because i'm standing up i'm I'm speaking truth you're the cool one i'm the (laughs) cool when you say it like that it does it doesn't yeah it doesn't register Uh either so no i'm just uh i'm just gonna gonna review an award show with you which (laughs) we've been doing now for seven years out of the goodness of our hearts (laughs) for the love of the game um and uh yeah we'll have some fun uh we'll have some
1: some fun (laughs) at some at a a future date we'll have some fun again i guess the the butler hive might have my co-host a little bit rocked today and uh we'll get into as well as our our lack of predicting prowess i guess we'll call it but we'll get into all of it as we dab the 29th critics choice awards to recap and that's how we will start the show we're going to sprinkle in it's kind of the critics choice awards show is going to be kind of a running theme throughout the entirety of this episode do i have that right mike
0: Well, I think we're going to do the overall show thoughts up top. I've been up since 6 a.m. trying to structure this doc on the holiday, Mm -hmm. and uh, I may or may not have written an apology to (laughs) Austin Butler himself 24 (laughs) separate times, but uh, I I did finally come upon a structure that I think works, where we kind of go through the show notes quick, but we're going to get into, like, the centerpiece of the PGA, Best Picture Conversation, and really the big categories, because that's what the show – broadcast last night they broadcasted the big categories everything else was right before a commercial so we're really not going to comment all that much on the undercard beyond the tallies Uh, we'll, we'll get into the Annie's a little bit later, the animated feature, which is a fun category to discuss. And we got some, we got some races in certain spots and we got some categories that we think are sewn up in other spots, but I think there's some good conversations and it's, and it's a good episode to lead into the, to the next big one, which is going to be Oscar non predictions and BAFTA show or BAFTA non reactions. Uh, that's going to be huge, as it is every year.
1: Yeah, that said, starting off, I thought the Critics' Choice... I I dread the Critics' Choice most years. I just think it's like... (laughs) I'm not a fan of how it's usually presented. I thought this year's Critics' Choice Award show was so much better than the Golden Globes, it wasn't fun. Like, in every area, the Mm -hmm. production, the host, the jokes, the writing, I thought this outpaced the Golden Globes by miles. We have
0: criticized the CW for years. Yeah on the production value of the show, on the failure of some of the comedy, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and as I've learned over the last 12 hours, <laughs> a failed joke <laughs> is worse than no joke attempt at all. Let's just put it that way. Uh, but look, Chelsea Handler was very good. She I was thought very funny. The monologue. Yeah monologue was funny it was substantive microdose barbie was funny uh we're here to celebrate celebrate films not shelved for tax write-offs mm-hmm. i like that uh it's the year of women but hell no has since been overturned by the supreme court mm-hmm. funny and terrifying mm-hmm. uh now her, her rest of the spiel there wasn't as funny like on average, but there were some great laughs in the horniest years of movie and t- television, and how she prefers her men old and hot. And
1: you know, thank you for laughing at that. My writers wrote it. Yeah, it was taking a great shot at Joe Coy there was a <laughs> was a big moment that was hilarious. uh I the old and hot, like I don't care that Robert De Niro and whoever and Harrison Ford weren't laughing. They didn't like. I liked it. I thought that was funny. I was I was giggling along. um I, I don't know. This is how you should like. I know being a host for an award show is a terrifying job, and it's incredibly difficult, Mm. but you don't make it easier on yourself when you go against what any stand-up should be doing, which is just punching up. Punch up. Go against the studio executives. Go against the men in suits. Go against SCOTUS. Go against the patriarchy. Just punch up. Go against the system. Those are where your jokes should be tailored towards, and Chelsea Handler did a great job of doing that, and Joe Coy, I think, struggled in that department. That's one of the biggest differences between the two.
0: And have a sense of humor about yourself without being awkwardly yes.
1: self-deprecating. Yes, you know, yes, and be self-deprecating to an extent. Absolutely, I, I agree with that. A uh, couple other highlights from Handler's job: she went rogue. At one point, because uh, Best Comedy Movie was given out to Barbie, and this is what the Critics' Choice have yeah. always done. They've gone into commercials, recapping a couple awards that were given out that don't get airtime for speeches. One of those was Best Comedy Movie. Barbie won it. Uh, somebody had made a comment being like, why? Uh, it was the, the, the director of uh, Indiana Jones and the uh, mm-hmm. the... The Diaper Mangled? Crusade. Yeah. yeah, James Mangold there uh, <laughs> said, why wasn't Best Comedy given out live? And so Chelsea Handler went rogue and invited Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie up to give a couple uh, minutes of a speech uh, retroactively to them winning Best Comedy Movie. Uh, one, I think that shows the power of Barbie. Two, it shows how well-paced the critics' choice was <laughs> because they obviously had extra time that they needed to fill, <laughs> which is not the norm for an award show, especially one on on a uh, basic cable like the CW is. But I thought that was a cool moment
0: yeah, they were three hours on the button in terms of their schedule. So they, you're right. They must've had some time there and it worked. I'm gonna have a lot more to say about that moment for Barbie. And when we get into it, but, uh, it, it, it worked and it, and she was just a consummate host. Like this was her second year doing it and she's already a pros pro. Like she was out Mm -hmm. there after uh, most commercial breaks and and keeping the show on target and funny. And, and look, I mean, there were high production values. For this uh, broadcast, Uh, I I think that also helped. Like there was no awkward moments where the I don't know the announcer just yelled out (laughs) Elizabeth Debicki's name or whatever. I mean none of that (laughs) happened either, which was nice. But like the acceptance speeches early were very good. Some of her transitions were very good, especially that first transition into the you know the John Travolta Adele Dazeem Mm -hmm. joke, Mm -hmm. which I liked a lot. So I mean this. This show really was, uh, you know, a breath of fresh air. I mean, Margot Robbie presents America Ferrera so well. I that might that. that might have been the greatest point of any award show we have this year. And then Robert Downey Jr., Divine Joy Randolph, and Paul Giamatti, in particular, I yeah. thought gave just tremendous speeches. As well as a lot of the TV speeches were really good, I thought. So it, it, that is why we watch these award shows. We want that reality television. And the Critics Choice Awards, the 29th, and best <laughs> Critics Choice Awards <laughs> delivered. Man, I was I was I was proud of them.
1: The. Uh... The speeches this year, we're not getting like sentimental Brendan Fraser, Kiwi Kwan, Michelle Yeoh moments that we got last year. We're getting more tongue-in-cheek funny ones. Uh, aside, Divine Joy Randolph went for sentimentality. She was great. But Robert Downey Jr. has been kind of like off-the-cuff stand-up comedian-ish while still talking about serious issues. Paul Giamatti was—I <laughs> didn't think my week could get better than going viral for eating a cheeseburger as he did after the Golden Globes, but uh, off his win at the Critics' Choice. We're not getting those like, wow, this speech is really propelling you into— no doubt contention here aside from maybe american ferrera who didn't win an award on the, i mean she didn't win a category on the night she won the see her award and she may have done enough to propel herself in a supporting actress
0: well we'll see if the the demeanor changes based on the winners I, like if lily gladstone wins at the end of the day she's going to deliver one of those you know sure. those speeches she's going to deliver an emotional speech divine joy randolph delivered an emotional speech at the globes she was much more together you know yeah. in terms of you know and she she even made us laugh with that funny moment mm-hmm. about uh, her auntie about being fabulous i love that uh we have robert downey jr he's a movie star for christ's sake he's been decades in the business mm-hmm. he's overdue but yeah i mean he's 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 not going to give the big emotional speech. It doesn't seem. Maybe he will. Maybe he will. Maybe he'll be crying on the Oscar stage. Maybe it'll mean that much to him. We don't know yet. And we'll have to wait and see. Like, yeah, if Emma Stone or or uh, paul giamatti get emotional at the end of the day i mean they they certainly can but yeah i mean right now paul giamatti's living it up eating cheeseburgers uh, we love them <laughs> and, and emma stone you know she didn't write a speech i guess like we thought we thought lily gladstone would win yeah but she was very off the cuff with her so yeah I, you know it was a little downside for me the last bunch of speeches but like if you look at the nolan thomas speeches they're just trying not to gaff like the power of the dogs chain campaign, right? <laughs> I mean, they're just trying not to, yeah. you know. They they they've Good won point. the ball game. Just mm-hmm. don't give it away right. at this point, right? And 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 I really enjoyed the Christopher Nolan tidbit about, you know, I just picture him as Royal Tenenbaum at the breakfast table with all his genius kids <laughs> because <laughs> he and Emma Thomas have have children together. They're both, you know, the most you know most impressive power couple you, you'd ever want to meet. So I just predicting them talking about. Oppenheimer over breakfasts during the pandemic, and yeah, it's 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 basically Asteroid City or Wes Anderson's uh, Royal Bombs with those kids. I want to I I want to you know have breakfast with them.
1: <laughs> well, that may have been one awkward landing spot for you, and another awkward landing spot. <laughs> Do you have anything you want to say about Austin Butler, Michael?
0: Yeah, a downside of the evening. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You know this arguing about austin butler's accent during commercials is uh it's a, it's just a negative for me uh <laughs> overall like of all the deadly hills in this world to most assuredly mm-hmm. die upon mm-hmm. arguing with austin butler fans is not wise is it that'll be the words of wisdom today uh and this he keeps happening to me because i'm not a smart person like i and here's the thing i love austin butler i was his greatest champion last year as i have been banging the table over the last you know eight hours with you mm-hmm. on the text message. we both loved his performance at Elvis. we wanted him to win the oscar last year uh lady gaga i was championing her for stars born and then she did house of goosey gucci uh <laughs> zach snyder i was a fan of his 10 years ago and then you know 10 years it happened uh <laughs> alita battle angel i wanted it to win vfx uh, the movie has some downsides as i critiqued it it's it's my role here to critique things uh so i yes i critiqued austin butler's voice but it's a tired joke it's an old joke i'm an old man and now i deserve <laughs> i deserve to be Bo is afraid on mm-hmm. twitter for the rest of probably my life and it's my own stupid fault and uh that's that i guess uh yeah, I mean, I just that—that's what I—that's all I will say. There's no but. That's what—that's what I need
1: to say right now. I've told <laughs> you two years ago <laughs> mm-hmm. to let you it. go. You told me so. To let it yep. go. This is a bad hill. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> You're too old to be caring about such things. What are you doing? Uh-huh.
0: No, it's this is the groveling portion of God. the episode. I need to do that, and uh, that you're not gonna you're not gonna incite me to uh, say anything else. I'm not, gonna, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not, not inciting gonna... you. Yep. No. Nope, no. Nope. I was. Uh, mm-hmm. I uh, on the record. I was wrong, and uh, I guess my ears need
1: checking <laughs> yeah. and. So long as we're on the record, yes. But off the and record, I'll I'm never Filled with vitriol. No, I, no, I'm mad at it.
0: I'm mad at it. No, you're right. You're right. I'm mad at it. But mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not going to say so. <laughs> Good, I'm okay. not going
1: to say it. Well, officially, our stance is that you're contrite. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you want, you want re- uh, not retribution. What's the word here? Oh, not you're, retribution. you sorry. I just want. I want everybody to forget what I tweeted. (laughs) But off the record you want retribution.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Here's what I want. I want Dune part two, the bike riders, and the masters of the air or masters of the air. Mm -hmm. I want those to be good. I want Austin Butler to become a movie star and an Oscar winning actor. Can I say and I could say that genuinely, I do. Okay. That's so that's good. that's the truth. That's a good. So to, can we can we can we all be friends again? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I I don't blame them. Um, but look at uh, four or five winners being announced before commercial breaks. That's still a negative, right? We both agree with this. Like we would like. We would I mean, like an undercard. It's,
1: it's tough to do because the critics choice have so many categories. You can't air them all. It's it's impractical. And even the ones they do air the 27 or whatever categories or 30, whatever it is. I kind of think that helps with the pacing of the show, the fact that they have to yeah. get through so many, so everyone's kept to like these 30-second speeches, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, except for the special awards. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Like, you, I'd rather them have the categories than not, wouldn't you? I, I like that they have categories.
0: I guess, I mean, I hate to say this, but we're not TV critics. I mean, we're not Mike, Mike, and Emmy. We're Mike, Mike, and Oscar, and... I wonder if they would separate the TV side from the yeah. the film side at some point. I wonder if a streamer eventually bought the Critics Choice Awards if they do this on two nights and they'd give the film show 3 hours, but I mean look, I you know maybe there's a downside to that because you know we've been over it. I mean they, they you have all the biggest names in TV winning. Right. And they deliver nice speeches and all the biggest celebrities and film winning. But, yeah, I mean, if you give a sound designer an award, they may or may not give a good speech. We don't know. They're not on stage entertainers
1: themselves. Most of them. And I always I get bewildered every year, too, when we're on film Twitter during this this award show in particular. And people are like, how do you not give the screenplay winners time? It's like this happens every year, guys. Every year. The critics Choice do it that yeah. is how
0: they do it. Yeah. So it's it's kind of a bummer. But look, I I do I do think the speeches to close the night weren't great. Harrison Spor- Harrison Ford's speech, I mean, he's earned the right to just be emotional and not give a big speech there. But after America Ferrera delivered the kind of speech she did, it, you know, you you kind of expect Harrison Ford to give a bigger speech. I mean, he gave one a can. I mean, mm. he gave a big teary speech at Cannes. It was it was it was tremendous. So that did not happen here. Um, what do you What do you think about the the end of the night? I mean, I, I just felt like it was kind of expected and chalk, and you know, with the exception of Giamatti. I mean, with the exception of Emma Stone. But but
1: I don't know. Three out of the last four speeches weren't great, in my opinion. I, I I don't know if I feel the exact opposite but I, like I'd rather have Harrison Ford at least gave a nice message to his I'd rather it be planned and short than Emma Stone who was kind of like flying off the cuff had nothing prepared and was just basically naming people she saw as she looked around the room Sorry. like she started naming fellow nominees and then she said Greta Gerwig who <laughs> It's not, obviously. Or uh, maybe she meant Greta Lee. I don't know. Maybe she was talking about Greta Lee. Greta Lee. But Greta the cameraman Lee, yeah. went to Greta Gerwig, which made me think it was Greta Gerwig. And Greta Gerwig, when the camera panderer, said it wasn't me. So I don't know. It was just an odd, odd moment. But I, I'd rather have, getting back to my point, I'd rather have it be planned and short. Like Harrison Ford had a good message, at least. Like he's pleased with the future of Hollywood. He's happy to see where the industry is and where it's going and people getting mom- uh, you know, opportunities that they wouldn't have when he first started and stuff like that even if you're short and, and contrite like that, you, you get a chance to get your message across at least. So I, I don't know. Right. I, I I just, where I stand is three hours is a long time. And right. as well paced as this as this award show was, I, I still, by the end of like two and a half hours, I'm like, I'm losing steam, man. Like I got it. Like yeah. I need something to happen. So like for that purpose, yeah. But I'd rather have like this big booming emotional speech at the end of the night. Sure. But, if you're not going to do that, just wrap it up. <laughs> Let's get through them as quickly as possible. I think they
0: played it a little safer because they've had a ton of comedy bits in the past. They've had that breakup the mm-hmm. evening that's in true. the past. They went for no skits. Zero. There's zero skits. Obviously, there's bits throughout the show, but zero skits for that matter uh, with with Chelsea Handler this year. And I think I think that's safe. But, yeah, I mean, the upside – you know the floor is higher but the upside isn't quite as high and you you could risk getting a little boring if the speeches get a little boring and then you start arguing with uh fan (laughs) accounts on twitter (laughs) over trailers during the commercials you risk that you (laughs) risk that so from from now on, I will never I will be like the critic's choice. I will not risk any comedy. And uh, on behalf of Mike, Mike, and Oscar, I will hereto forthwith remain as amusing as a bedlocked fart. <laughs> and that's a promise. I will just
1: stay in my lane, I <laughs> Good guess. call back to Robert Downey Jr. speech. Okay, uh, let's talk about Best Piction. What did win on the night? and We'll roll in some uh, PGA uh, noms along the way here. Uh, it Was Oppenheimer winning once again the Critics' Choice? And Oppenheimer was one of the 10 for the PGA 10. No surprise there, Mike.
0: Yeah, Oppenheimer, eight wins at the Critics' Choice Awards. RDJ, cinematography, original score, best ensemble, which was a surprise to both of us. Editing, VFX, director, and picture, of course. 8 of 13. Barbie won 6 of 18. And I guess you can count a seventh for that See Her Award. But Barbie won I'm Just Ken, production design, original, screenplay, costume design, best comedy, and makeup and hairstyling. Makeup and hairstyling was a surprise. It's not even Oscar shortlisted there. So it's a Barbenheimer night, even though the holdovers did well with three wins. And uh, a bunch of other movies, one one a piece. Uh, you had uh, Spider-Verse, which is not in the PGA-10, but Anatomy of a Fall wins foreign language film. Rename the category, please. Uh, American Fiction, nice surprise-winning adapted screenplay. Poor Things, again, so some what of a surprise for some people, Emma Stone beating... Lily Gladstone mm-hmm. for us. We thought Lily Gladstone w- was going to win. So Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Past Lives, in the Zone of Interest. All PGA noms shut out on the evening. I guess if you can go through um, you know, what I just said, those are your 10 PGA noms. Barbenheimer, Holdovers, Anatomy of a Fall, American Fiction, Poor Things, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Past Lives, in the Zone of Interest, Michael. That's our PGA 10, and that PGA 10 is hurtling towards a, a an ampus, Oscars, best picture 10, I would say.
1: Yeah, uh, maybe. Well, who, who do you think needed this most? Uh, like, obviously the glaring omission for me for this PGA 10 is the color purple. And I think this puts a nail in the color purple winning anything major. And may even put a nail into their best picture hopes at the end of the day, depending on what happens at SAG, maybe. I
0: wrote down a lot of stuff about the color purple here. And here's where I stand ultimately. It's just underperformed. Yeah. It made 3 out of 5 Oscar shortlists. It did get the 2 SAG on the SAG noms, which gives it a puncher's chance for best picture. It's been in the pundit Lists forever, but only 2 BAFTA longlists for the color purple. Yeah. And it's not showing up on the Guild Awards in terms of resume as you'd want a best picture contender to show up, like it missed production design, ADG and set decorators Set Decorators Society of America even though Clayton has it number eight for his production design chances. And, and it's probably not going to get nominated there if it didn't get the guild. Now, who knows? Maybe eligibility-wise, the production designers are not in the guild. I don't, I don't know. But costume design guild, not there. It's not there, even though Feinberg has Color Purple number four in costumes. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he was going to miss DGA. Okay, we understand that. And And in film editing, where a lot of pundits think Color Purple has a chance— at least a puncher's chance, the Ace Eddies don't even get nominations out until the 25th of January. That's two days after after the Oscar knobs announcement. So how does the color purple gain momentum going forward? It's not going to get more than two BAFTA nominations. Maybe it gets the two for Ensemble and Daniel, or excuse me, for Daniel Books and Fantasia Barino. That would be a great day. But that's the best day the color purple can have. And we're looking at the SAG awards happening well after, a couple weeks after the Oscar nominations happen. So, and how does
1: it gain momentum? Well, and you got to take can. into consideration, too. And this is a joke Chelsea Handler made last night. This is all happening, and it's falling this short with Oprah campaigning her ass off and going to every event. You know, I mean, Oprah the, helps the fact, fact that you're seeing Oprah on the CW is how much she believes in the, the movie is what Chelsea Handler's joke was on the critics choice stage. But I mean, Oprah's of course she helps. But I mean, she's doing as much as she can right now. And it's still falling this short.
0: Oprah helps and she may help a lot because she was a presence beginning, middle and end. And I did write that down. It's just. How much can she? And the fact that this box office has not had legs—it's still under—is it still under 60 million? Last I checked, it had a great opening day, yeah. And then people stopped showing up for the Color Purple at the box office. It's only at 60 million. It's like a 100 million dollar budget. Yeah, like that's a that's a money loser, unfortunately. And it's a good movie. It delivers the goods. I reviewed it very well a couple weeks ago. So the Color Purple. It just does not look like a best picture nominee right now, but who the heck knows? I mean it's a it's a hard ten. It's got a puncher's chance, I think, but I'm just looking where it could have momentum. I I, I tend to think, I mean, we'll we'll readjust after the BAFTA noms happen because you could see all of us strangers get into the BAFTA five, right, Mike? that would yeah, change our calculus.
1: Yeah. yeah, and I think I think we're both expecting that to have a good quote-unquote home game at the BAFTAs, all of us strangers. Um, so the color purple, not in the PGA 10. Two international features do make the PGA 10. Anatomy of a fall, it's got to be in the best picture category now. It has to be. I
0: feel a lot better now, and I especially feel better since a lot of our pundits that we you know pay homage to as much as we can they have Anatomy of a Fall much more sturdy than I've been fearing. Like, Anatomy of a Fall is like seven or six.
1: Yeah, and you refute even at our, our 75% accurate Oscars show, where I'm just going to brag, I ended up picking nine of the eventual PGA 10, no big deal. You didn't pick Anatomy of a Fall <laughs> strictly because it won at Can, and you're like, I just don't trust the Can winner, even though they came around last year with uh, uh, Ruben ostlin Why can't I think of the name of it? Triangle of Sadness. Yeah, Triangle of Sadness. And you you were kind of resistant because of the Cannes success of Anatomy of a Fall. You still do, you you haven't trusted that all year to be in the best picture category, is what I'm saying. I love the movie,
0: and maybe it's a reverse jinx thing with me, but you're right. Even going back to Can before I lo- knew I loved the movie, I uh I don't know. I just for whatever reason, you know, you did it, the, it's the Titan effect. <laughs> <laughs> in a way you know so you get burned once before and i was i had my hopes up for Titan, i guess and no i but look at uh on behalf of the entire production team here at mike mike and oscar i do want to congratulate you uh for your your prediction <laughs> you. yes at our way too early prediction show nine out of the ten pga i'm noms. great it's, it's at really predicting
1: good. the farther away we i mean that's not a that's not a bit that's just that's the truth <laughs> But We get to award shows, I'm terrible at predicting. We get farther away from them, I'm great. But you wrote about me being obstinate, about this
0: anatomy of a fall pick and the can winner. But if I may toot my own horn, I have had uh, a tremendous run here. Uh, And I've done a tremendous job, better than good, at being obstinate. Uh, And uh, (laughs) I'll continue to strive...
1: And my promise to you, dear listener, is I will continue to be as obstinate as I can. (laughs) So who's vulnerable then in best picture? Like Feinberg
0: and Clayton both have Maestro dropping down their list. Maestro dropped to Feinberg's eight. Maestro dropped to Clayton's nine. I would wonder if, even if it's dropping, if it's going to fall out though. Like it got PGA after all. It's shown up pretty much everywhere, Maestro. So...
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the zone of interest was... Well, yeah, the, and that's what I was... Is zone of interest, like, obviously, I would say that's one of the big winners here, but is this even enough to get zone of interest into the best-picture field? I think the best-picture field is going
0: to be reflected upon after these BAFTA nominations. Because if the okay. BAFTA nominations hit and the zone of interest is everywhere, then like All Quiet on the Western Front, that's going to be a tip. Right, okay. it, but if but if the zone of interest is sparsely nominated at the BAFTAs, I'm probably you know I could go with something else. So we gotta wait and see at the BAFTAs. But uh, most likely, Mike, aren't we going with this PGA ten at the moment? I, that's what I'm guessing is gonna happen. Uh you know, that's a zone of interest. Episode. I have questions about.
1: Really? So I, I, well, well,
0: I, I, who's I think, who's, who's overtaking the zone of interest? In yeah, and that's lives? the que-
1: that's the question. Is like I don't know what that 11th film would be. You'd have to say it's the color purple, but the color purple was inextricably hurt by both Critics' Choice and PGA noms, so I don't know. Air, May, December,
0: Saltburn... I don't believe in that group for Best Picture nomination right now, even yeah, though Saltburn was nominated at Craig's Choice. I mean, Saltburn can have a big day at BAFTA. Was, it's
1: got it's funny. a ton of It's shortness. funny. You and I are seeing this the same way because I'm like, well, maybe Saltburn, if I had to, like, you know, gun to my head right now. So, yeah, and if it does have a good day at BAFTA, yeah. But here's I, the I would, problem. Yeah.
0: It's not long-listed for Best Film at BAFTA. Now, does it have to be it's in plenty other long lists but it wasn't even long listed for best film it can't even get in that top 5 even though that top 5 is going to be big names we think at BAFTA maybe they have one home team in there but it's it's probably going to be big names like Oppenheimer yeah. and Killers of Flower Moon and Barbie and you know So I think it's going to be I tough surprise. for a
1: second picture to fall I, even though Maestro's is falling on the experts list like I can't see that falling out now right I would think 9 of these 10 are going to be there at minimum
0: I've said this before I mean animated features that get nominated for best picture they're runaways and last year we had a runaway right. with Pinocchio and and Pinocchio still didn't get nominated right. in, in best Pictures. well so, the
1: Annie's we'll talk about it. the Annie's clearly don't think there's a runaway this year correct the Annie's so, don't think there's a favorite
0: <laughs> yeah I mean spider-verse and boy in the heron are neck and neck right now at least in the early portion of the season we'll get there but uh look I I think the best picture conversation is a fascinating one and I still think it's open, but it, but here are two things, two points I want to make, and they seem obvious, right? Oppenheimer is leading, but Oppenheimer is not locked. Like, Barbie and other films remain possible. As and far as winning Best
1: Picture, yeah, as, part,
0: as far as winning Best Picture, and we've said this many times, but there's a clear stat here about the Globe and Choice winners of the past 20 years that makes this very clear. Like, it's happened 20 times in the Or, excuse me, in the last... 24 years or whatever it is. No, I'm sorry. In the last 29 years, the last 30 years, it's happened 20 times. 10 out of those 20 times where Golden Globe and Critics' Choice best pictures have aligned. And obviously, there's two Globe best pictures. So it can happen. But 10 Mm -hmm. of those 20 times, the early season favorite goes on to win best picture at the Oscars. And 10 of 20 times, the early season favorite loses best picture at the Oscars. So we have seen plenty of times where the season swerves la la mm-hmm. land power of the dog those those swerve to moonlight and coda even though there are indications and red flags that they can swerve but we have seen it going all the way back sense and sensibility saving private ryan i mean that happens plenty of times but it also sweeps plenty of times
1: like and for slum i mean look lord
0: of the rings for, for example obviously
1: it's also worth noting that yes i mean uh, there's tons of Academy members in the rooms on show nights. But as far as voting bodies for the Golden Globes, or the former HFPA, whatever they are now, as far as voting bodies for the Critics' Choice, there is not a ton of crossover between people who vote for those and vote for the Academy.
0: Yeah, so there's not even that much crossover between the the winners. Like, it's 60%. It's 17 out of 28. Ch- Critics' Choice Best Picture winning Oscars Best Picture. That's not great. The noms are, are obviously better of the last you know 14 years it's an 87% crossover you know 120 of 138 so yeah the critics choice is i mean it's as accurate as a sh- as as a show that we've seen i guess i don't know they boast of that i i got to do the crossover of the crossover stats again but critics choice even even like a best acting ensemble crossover like choice over to sag it's 13 out of the last 22 So Mm -hmm. that's better than most. Uh, That is most. Most of the time, the Critics' Choice Ensemble winner also wins SAG. And most of the time, the SAG Ensemble winner wins Best Picture. It's also 13 of 22 times. So Oppenheimer is lining up, go figure. Oppenheimer is lining up as a probability, but 9 of 22 is a big variance. Like, you could get out. Like, I mean, that's... You, you could win I mean, there's plenty of variants there's plenty of plenty of room to to wiggle here. I mean if we look at Barbie, Barbie has a path it it's one it's won something at the first several major award shows. the Gothams it it won a tribute it, it it was a big moment for Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie to deliver their first speech. It was a highlight on the night we had we had obviously the golden globes won the cinematic or box off achievement Yep, it's a it's a moment they delivered a fantastic speech now we have the impromptu speech we have the see her award we yeah, have barbie with
1: a great I, presence that's the the giant asterisk i would give to this too it's like it's not only had moments it's had these award shows go out of their way to give barbie moments when these award shows are put on in front of Academy voting members. You know what I mean? Like the Gotham's had to out a lot of special place for Barbie. Uh, The Golden Globes, they didn't make that category for Barbie, but it helps that Barbie won that category for the first time. The Critics' Choice, Chelsea Handler, gave Barbie a moment that Barbie wasn't going to otherwise have. So I think those are... If you're thinking Oppenheimer's a slam dunk for Best Picture, those are my red flags. And this is, these are some of the reasons why you and I both, Mike, are still saying. I still believe after last night, I still think Barbie's going to end up winning Best Picture. I'm well, less sure something. now than I was resolved in it, but I still do think it. If you put a gun to my head right now and I had to predict,
0: project and predict Oscar's Best Picture, I am picking Oppenheimer. I am switching that pick. Like, I'm not putting money on Barbie, even though I'd be tempted to do so like I was tempted to do so. Because... Yeah, Nolan is winning best director. He's sweeping right now. That's it sure open, looks yeah. like it. We're going to get into the DGA in a second here. But you could still make the case that Oppenheimer is so strong. And and it is such a clear it's such a clear choice put forward by the critics and press phase of award season. Now, this is only phase 1. Phase 2 is going to be the guilds, you know, culminating in PGA and SAG and DGA. Phase 3 is going to be the academies obviously and BAFTA is going to have the one big say on that. So I look at Oppenheimer and I look at where is it going to win, Mike? Well, it could win at SAG, so it's got a good chance especially after it won the critics choice ensemble. Again, not a huge you know, not a huge crossover but 13 of 22 it's probability. But look, you 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 would figure it's going to win something over at SAG, RDJ, right? But if not yeah. Is BAFTA really gonna reject Christopher Nolan, the Londoner, from winning BAFTAs? Isn't he? Isn't he a beloved, favorite son across the pond? Isn't he rumored to be taking over James Bond next? Isn't that his home turf? Is he really gonna lose? Yeah. It? Is Oppenheimer gonna lose at BAFTA? I I would be suspicious of that. I don't.
1: I no, don't think I you're poor making you're making are... a good point. But so are you saying that like. The, the fix is in, so don't necessarily trust the precursors? Well, what I'm saying is that
0: Oppenheimer has the most obvious, the widest path it's pulling away in terms right. of this race. And if it wins BAFTA or, you know, if it wins SAG Ensemble, it's going to take, you know, a once in 30 years. Let swerve. me ask you this.
1: Yeah. So this is where this is where you're going, and this is what I'm going to ask too. So if, if Oppenheimer wins SAG and wins BAFTA, are you still like, is there any chance? What do you say at that point when you go into Oscar Sunday? Are you saying best picture is over, or do you still think, well, maybe? Well, I'm just saying I'm predicting right now,
0: predicting Oppenheimer, and I'm I, I got to be looking very seriously at Oppenheimer winning SAG Ensemble now, which I wasn't thinking, you know, before. What do you last put
1: percentage night? wise if that happens? If SAG, if, if it goes Ensemble and BAF, the best picture go to Oppenheimer. What do you put it's, percentage? It's a high highs? percentage,
0: man. It's like a 90%. ninety percent. I mean, you yeah. think about it. You I mean, think about it. maybe it's an eighty percent by the numbers, but it happens once every thirty years. If you're sweeping, you you finish the
1: sweep. It's, it's uh, a weird a very mindset. rare. Because I like, I have Oppenheimer is my highest graded movie of the year. I want Oppenheimer. I think Oppenheimer should be win best picture. But there's something about like just like I just don't trust it still. <laughs> it's well, like it's because the Barbie's the feel good movie. It has all these moments. Yeah. It's
0: because Coda and Parasite, yeah, they'll take exactly they'll it. take one thing like SAG Ensemble, and they'll use that as the late springboard. We've just yeah. seen that happening lately, and you know Moonlight did win some, it, it won a Globe, I believe, and then came back to win Best Picture over La La Land, and and look, we've seen a lot of late high tower surprises. I yeah. mean, The King's Speech won something again, but over the social network and yeah, slumdog millionaire. And well, the slumdog millionaire won most things, excuse me, that's a wrong, wrong example, but yeah, man, it's, it's been happening just as much as it's not been happening that, that we get a sweeper. That's why I think a quote unquote sweeper, but certainly when the globes and choice line up, it can go the distance and Oppenheimer of just looking at the path. It's probably winning BAFTA. It may win SAG. It's going to show up at these shows like arguing against Oppenheimer is becoming a tougher and tougher case to make, in my opinion.
1: I don't disagree. I don't disagree. And I think if you're going to think Barbie's going to win, you have to just kind of be like follow the coda path and be like, listen, it's a feel good. It saved the box office. It's getting these moments like you have to look at stuff that's outside of the voting results. I agree.
0: I was 50-50 before last night, but after Oppenheimer wins 8, I'm pro- I'm more like 80-20, 70-30 that okay. Oppenheimer's going to go the distance now. And if you yeah, if you force me to predict, I would say that. So, and and look, I mean Christopher Nolan is winning
1: director, right? I
0: mean that's yeah, that's is over. That done.
1: Directors, I think I think director was over even before at the Critics Choice, but yeah, Christopher Nolan wins best director at Critics Choice. And the DGA has their noms as well, Greta Gerwig, Yorgo Lanthimos, uh Nolan, Alexander Payne and Martin Scorsese or Cersei? sazzy, skazy, little mm-hmm. italian as Chelsea Handler calls him. <laughs> are uh, are your DGA Best Director 5 Cord Jefferson for American Fiction, Manuela Martelli for Chili 76, Nora Niasari for Shada, Avi Rockwell for 1001 and Celine Song for Past Lives are your DGA first feature noms.
0: And I love that first feature noms category uh Celine Song, Avi Rockwell Core Jefferson. Now that I've seen American Fiction, really high on my list. Uh, Shia was, a, was another good movie I reviewed back at Sundance. Uh, so this is cool. I mean, and, and, and in director you have a higher crossover in most years because that's locked up in most years, as David Long has said, even on the Vegas gambling side of things. But twenty-one of the twenty-eight Critics Choice Director winners have crossed over to to Oscar, and obviously we know and we'll do the stat when it comes up. But the DGA stat is strong one of the strongest crossovers we ever get i think yeah there's
1: not a lot to dissect here either i don't think i mean it, it, Nolan has the narrative he's got the goods with the movie he's got the resume yeah, this is it should be locked up but how about a good week for
0: Alexander Payne? I mean, The Holdovers wins three Critics Choice Awards for all three main performances. Dominic Session yeah. won the Young Actor Award, or uh, D- D- Devon Join Randolph, of course, and Paul Giamatti. And now Alexander Payne gets the DGA nom. That's a big week for The Holdovers. Very cool. It's one of our favorite movies of the year. Uh, it's just uh, I'm a little I'm a little surprised that it's momentum. I mean, it's good. It's good. Again, I'm reverse I was reverse jinxing it, but I'm I don't know what a kind of a fan fan of Payne I am. Or fane of pain fane of one. pain one
1: phantom of pain that was a metal gear solid uh subtitle phantom um, threads a
0: good movie i'm, I'm that is a good I'm movie
1: i'm frying out yeah anyway i don't want any mushrooms though no. emma stone one lead actress in what might have been the uh what was the biggest surprise of the critics choice mike was it emma stone or was it american fiction winning adapted screenplay and kind of that title card throwaway category
0: American fiction winning adapted screenplay surprises me. It does. Me too. Me too. Uh, cord- but after watching a movie, I loved the script. Loved it. So I'm not surprised after seeing the movie. But before seeing the movie, I mean, you have such huge names and you wonder if Christopher Nolan's just going to triple up, you know, and win all three of the composition awards there. But no, I, 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 actually, it actually makes sense. The Oppenheimer screenplay is not why I loved Oppenheimer. It's not that... It's not a Sorkin esque screenplay for me, or a Charlie Kaufman esque screenplay. It doesn't. I mean, it, it's good. Don't get me wrong. It's, but it's just not the draw for me. Like the directing is the draw, the editing, the music. The no,
1: the you voices. heard it here first, people. Mike also, Mike thinks Christopher Nolan can't write. Um, I liked him when he wrote with his brother. <laughs> better, no, I, I do. What do you want? Hey,
0: now the Nolan hive's is going to come at me. All these
1: no, hives. it's. <laughs> It it is it is the directing of that movie, but I do I I do think like I do think it's an awards worthy screenplay. Yes, I think it's. I agree, especially for Christopher Nolan. I think it's far and away his most awards worthy screenplay that he's had. And he still um, may win. For me, anyway, he still may win. But But I wonder if enough people are going to watch American Fiction. That is This worry. helps,
0: obviously. It's not doing as well at the critics, or excuse me, it's not doing as well at the uh, box office as we want it to do. And people should go see it. That's the first thing's formal. First and foremost, like, you're listening to the show, go see American Fiction, go support it. Court Jefferson, uh, it's really funny screenplay, really substantive screenplay, of course, we knew that, satire's on point. I'm a huge fan of the, the cast, my God, ensemble. That nom makes so much more sense now Thirteen or fourteen performances, Michael, in American Fiction, get multiple laughs from me. Even though the movie doesn't like, doesn't even play for me like just this laugh, of, laugh of every thirty seconds comedy. It's, it's it really is a serious movie at times, and it works that way. It's just really well balanced. I thought I, I was a big fan of American Fiction. I can't wait to see it again. My brother and I are going to go next week. I recommend it highly. So that that's my American Fiction review pumping in here, but uh, yeah, I, that's that was a surprise for me. Lead actress, it's not that surprising because she was like one of the two betting favorites the whole time. One of the two Golden Globe winners and Emma Stone and Lily Gladstone. And the lead actress, love her. lead actress is a coin flip though from Critics Choice to Oscar. Fourteen of twenty eight years it crosses over. I mean the nominations are good. It's an eighty nine percent on the last thirteen year <sighs> crossover, but. Winners, this happens all so the much. time
1: too. I mean, not all the time, but I mean, just, like, remember Ethan Hawke first reformed year? He wins every Critics Circle Award, and he doesn't even. Like, he not only doesn't win at the Critics Choice Awards, but he loses to a guy who loses to a guy at the Oscars. It's
0: sixty-seven percent for the the for the actor side of things. Nineteen of twenty-eight. So it's 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 not a a stat that goes the distance.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, all the time. It's most of the time. Sure. It's just. We 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 got a lot to see yet. SAG and BAFTA go different way, and then the race races. Yeah, if SAG goes
1: Emma, Emma Stone, I'll that'll I'll raise my
0: eyebrow a lot. And it could still happen for the supporting categories too, even though they look again, they look like. Uh,
1: no, leg. it can't. Okay, <laughs> uh, look at if Danielle Brooks wins at SAG. Sure, actress supporting actress, it could happen. D-
0: Divide Joy Randolph has won everything up till now, so right. why would you pick anything right. else? Right, supporting actress. I could
1: see. I could see. I. I. I would be. I, you need something awful to happen for Robert Downey Jr. I think to not finish this story.
0: If Ryan Gosling wins the next two big precursors, though, I mean, of course, we're going to say it's a race.
1: Ryan Gosling is going to win a BAFTA over Robert Downey Jr.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't think so. But if, but if Gosling wins the SAG, and a lot of people, including us, thought he was going to win the Critics' Choice Awards. Uh, award here yeah i mean if if bafta goes a different direction let's just say they pick they they pick uh mark ruffalo they think he's british he's not even shortlisted. shortlist <laughs> right i can't they, remember i have the BAFTA. they do a in campaign for ruffalo <laughs> what did ruffalo lose i i, I don't remember but, but they this- could go a different direction of course it can
1: Sure. Yeah. Can. If it happens, yeah, of course it could go into the Sylvester just,
0: Stallone was overdue until yeah, he was not I just can't it? see. I I just can't. Until some very
1: subtle <laughs> a meekish actor. man on a bridge Exactly. <laughs> Took it away. Bridge full of spies. Um yes, yeah, so Divine Joy Randolph does win supporting actress. We talked about that on the critics' choice stage. Robert Downey Jr. does win supporting actor again. Um, and one of the better speeches of the night, funny speech. You know, I was just thinking this morning, I love critics. And then he talks about all the nasty things critics have said about him over the years, funny moment.
0: It was funny, and I I enjoyed that speech. Um, But, yeah, I mean, just one, finishing up the stats, I mean, adapted screenplay, they're four out of the last ten, nine of the last 18. Further confusion thrown into that with Barbie – Going towards adapted at the Oscars, even though it won original here. Originals right. actually fifteen of the last eighteen. Go figure. Huh. So original screenplay for whatever reason at the Critics' Choice is dead nuts, as the kids say, which I probably shouldn't say. Probably shouldn't. Anyway, K- the
1: kids say that. I've never heard that. Dead nuts
0: means right on. Apparently, all right. They do say that. Uh, but there but when have been. What of the kids nine- ever let us wrong. There, excuse me, there have been 10 years where the Critics' Choice, a lot, a lot, the kids have Australia <laughs> a lot, but the 10 years at the Critics' Choice where they've only had one category for whatever reason, the first two years, and then eight years between 2001 and 2008. So, yeah, the screenplays. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So the Critics' Choice is drunk when it comes to screenplays. They're kind of drunk because they're yeah.
0: so good at one side and then so bad at the other, right. apparently. Right. Anyway, we can uh, kind of finish up with the Annies, I guess, but that's yeah. another good race.
1: Which is... Well, it's become shocking. The Annie Awards announced their nominations and you th- say, okay, it's Spider-Verse and it's Boy and the Heron and that's what it's been all year. And Boy and the Heron had a big moment at Golden Globes. Uh, did Spider-Verse win at Critics' Choice? Spider-Verse won at Critics' Choice. Okay. So that's a big so, win. Yeah, it's a big win for that. And you think it's going to be those... Two. And then, no, the Annie Awards, the the animators themselves weigh in with their own guilds and they say, screw everything you think you know. Nimona leads the annie awards with nine nominations uh suzume spider-verse boy in the heron lands seven noms apiece elemental ninja turtles get six noms each robot dreams with five chicken run Mary little and batman have two noms apiece so namona beats out spider-verse beats out boy in the heron it was prior to this what like on the fringe of nomination you would say mike Nemona,
0: I would probably have picked it as my fifth because okay. Netflix tends, to, like, uh, the last year they had the mon- the the Sea Monster movie, whatever right. that was called, which I liked, I liked a lot, uh, whatever yeah. that was called. Get in last second, right? I mean, so Netflix is good at this. Namona had, had had a strong case going in, but yeah, I mean, Chicken Run, Namona, Netflix had a couple options
1: here, and and Chicken Run was good. Did I mention that right? You did. You did mention that in a previous episode. Uh, just as a means of where Namona was prior to these Annie Award nominations being announced, of the 18 Gold Derby experts who had yet to update their predictions since January 8th, only six of them, or a third of that field, had Namona in their animated feature predicted five for the Oscars. You would have to think that story is going to change, because since the animated feature Oscar debuted at the 2001 Academy Awards show, there's only been four instances where the Annie Awards nomination leader, failed. Failed to reach the animated feature field at the Oscars. And each of those four occasions was a case where the Annie Awards uh, leader, Annie Award nom leader, was at least tied with another movie or two which did make the animated feature field at the Oscars. So there has never been one movie which has led the Annie Awards in noms that failed to make the Oscar nomination field for animated feature. If you have a single movie leading the nominations at the Annie Awards, that movie has always made the Oscars field for animated feature.
0: And here's another point. You you just ran a beautiful stat there, but kids may just love that movie. I've My niece from, is obsessed with it. I've heard from a lot of people. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. I think I think it's a huge hit on Netflix. And I think, I think she Academy went as the members, Mona for Halloween,
1: as a matter of fact.
0: If Academy members have children that absolutely mm-hmm. love that movie, that continue to love that movie, be pe- the, the Academy members are people, too. They might be watching this movie quite a bit. and Jump. It has a great setup. Oh, my God. I mean, I, I'm not a huge fan of the ending as much of Nemona, I still give it a solid grade but it's just yeah it's a it, it's a movie that the kids absolutely love and not that this category has to be a kids movies I mean my favorite movie of the year is an animated film Spider-Verse a lot of people have their favorite movies of the year David Ehrlich the boy in the heron so yeah I mean it's been a great decade for animation a great year for it and it's going to be a great race going forward but yeah Nemona
1: has the kids support Christ it seems yeah. to. it's a huge hit also, my niece's two favorite movies are Nimona and uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. Very eclectic taste for a seven-year-old. <laughs> Do you think if you were born in this,
0: you know, at the, if you were your niece's age, would you have the same mm-hmm. two favorite movies? What would be your two favorite <laughs> movies this year if you were? The a- House That Jack Built. Uh, I don't know.
1: <laughs> Come on. I put you on the spot I'm, there. If poor I was things. a kid growing up now, I yeah, poor things. Definitely poor things. <laughs>
0: that says a lot about you. Uh,
1: and and the Masters of
0: the Air. I think um, you all need to make sure you watch the Masters of the Air. Or Masters of the Air, excuse me, if I can get the title right. And, uh-huh. Very good. Uh, on, on Apple TV <laughs> Plus, very soon to support um, the greatest living thespian on the planet. <laughs>
1: whose voice is is just music to everyone's ears. Very good. Uh, Maybe the most viral moment of the night and another surprise on the Critics' Choice (laughs) stage. Uh, We mentioned it in passing, but just want to focus on it one more time. I'm Just Ken won best song. Uh, Ryan Gosling, Mark Ronson beating out Billie Eilish there. Uh, So can I brag for a second? Yes, you can. Go ahead.
0: Because I predicted I'm Just Ken Ken, to win the Golden Globe. I thought I was going to win one of the two. I just got the two wrong. Yeah. You know, I, what, what was I made for? I, th- I mean, again, I think those three music moments are the three best music moments of the year in Barbie dance. The night is the big musical number at the beginning of Barbie. Obviously what was I made for through line is huge for that character. It's in the middle of the movie and it's at the end. And I'm just, Ken, is it like Greta Gerwig said, or excuse me, like the, the guys up there said it's an 18 minute song featured in the movie,
1: it is the finale. I, I really want him to perform it on the Oscar stage. Uh, yeah, I, this is another category I don't think is quite over yet. I would not be surprised to see I'm just can end up winning the Oscar. Oh, don't you think that now? I said that two weeks ago. Even though you
0: said, what was I made for? It was done. She was. She won. She, she should. Mean, but now you. You've I just, had a no. I, of I've
1: always said there's. There's. There could be resistance mm-hmm. to her winning a second Oscar at such a young age. Mm. But no, then again, does. Does Ryan Gosling get his first for original song? Does that happen? I don't I don't think he's winning a trophy
0: for that. I think, you don't he's, think so. He sang it, but those those guys wrote it. Again, it's Wyatt and uh forgive me, Ronson. Yeah. Those they yeah. get the trophy. Mm. Ryan Gosling can sing it at the Oscars, but oh, those guys can't
1: speech. Boy Howdy, can he sing? it um he had the viral moment of the night when that when i'm just Ken kind of was announced he looked very baffled and confused it was funny <laughs> it, it, it
0: was good it, he, he's again staying in the conversation though so yeah. that's why i don't think it's out, it's out of the realm that he could win one of these supporting actors at some point he's in the second strongest movie the problem is again the problem for barbie is that it's going against oppenheimer that's the problem I would, I would feel much better about a Barbie pick for a lot of categories if it wasn't going head-to-head with Oppenheimer.
1: Like Clayton Davis said on the red carpet last night, Barbie won the box office, but Oppenheimer can win the trophies.
0: Mm. There you go. Barbie's still going to win a ton of trophies too, though. So yes, it doesn't it seem like it. Yeah. Yes, it will. <laughs> it's a Barbenheimer
1: uh, Oscars, it looks like. Which is wild, considering both those movies came out. It was such a movement. that came mm-hmm. out the same day. Crazy. Uh, anyway, that is your recap of the Critics' Choice Award show. The DGA noms, the PGA noms, the Annie noms. It's getting to be that time of year where all we do is speak in letters. Uh, and what are those things called? What are you? <laughs> Acronyms. Not contractions. Acronyms. There you go. Mm. Scuba. Uh, that's uh, what we got for you. We have more letters, more acronyms coming down the pipeline uh, next, but as always, dear listener, what matters to us are your thoughts, not only on the Critics' Choice Awards last night. What did you think was upset? What did you want to see win? uh, What did you hope would win and didn't win, but also want to hear from you about the DGA, about the PGA, about the Annies, about the WGA, about anything else having to do with letters coming up. As always, you can leave us those and any other thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns you have about anything else we do here in the MMO Empire on our social medias. We are Mike Mike oscar on facebook and instagram at mm and oscar on twitter or x mike mike and oscar at gmail.com dot com. and on reddit we are available wherever you do hear a podcast and if you're listening to us on either the apple podcast or spotify app if you appreciate what we do here if you wouldn't mind leaving us a five-star review this help us out immensely uh thank you to everyone who has done so thus far and i'd like to remind everyone that also mike apologized this episode uh so <laughs> yeah. maybe take that into consideration as well please uh, please <laughs> please please consider my apology mike tell the good people what's coming next and let's have some words of wisdom to end on oh it's not wise to piss
0: off austin <laughs> butler fan <laughs> accounts on twitter i'll just leave it there and uh what's coming next is a uh, a big show it's it's been lining up over the last few years where the bafta Nom reaction show is also the oscar Nom prediction show for the two of us unless you wanted to make a third show this week but I mean I I don't think we can do that to where our schedules are but uh yeah, yeah I no, mean Os- with it. Oscar Oscar nom reactions it's it's coming again uh after that I mean we're gonna have Oscar nomination morning the uh the Tuesday January 23rd now that I've gotten that date straight it's kind of an important one mm-hmm. uh and then uh we're gonna we're gonna do our award show earlier than we've done it in the past so we're gonna we're gonna f- follow up because it's Sundance Week, like we're not, we always get an S- expert for the Fallout show, but everybody's watching Sundance movies, including you and I. So mm-hmm. I'm just gonna, or including. Well, oh, you. you? Not yeah, not me. No, I. You, you I, I, I can't.
1: I refuse. Anyway, I'm gonna be watching some Sundance movies. If I if I watch one and it's bad, I will throw my laptop through a wall. Well, you
0: you you're gonna watch bad movies, and you're gonna watch good movies you're gonna when you when movies. you <laughs> <laughs> we uh we're gonna do the mike mike and oscars the sixth annual mike mike and oscars uh, after the oscar nom reactions uh next week so that's always a fun show and and yeah it
1: made so when do we it's plan a, on recording highlight. the uh the predictions friday yes so we so friday we'll, we'll record, and that'll be out friday. saturday yeah yeah, so yeah. you'll have a weekend and a monday to uh Get those in and prepare to laugh at us to see how hilariously wrong we are by the time Tuesday comes up.
0: I've lost my powers. I just I've lost them, and uh, you've dragged me down, <laughs> down.
1: That movie dragged isn't me that to a hell song? Was A documentary?
0: Yeah, isn't there? There are many songs about being dragged down to uh, yeah
1: the depths of Mike one? Yeah, but. What anyway. can I say? Except you're welcome. <laughs>
0: I promise next week we'll get our shit together. Because look, we got important stuff
1: coming through. We'll get our shit together next week. That's what I, I promise, promise nothing but pain, uh, guys. When reality sucks. <laughs> you can be dragged down to the depths of hell with us we are Mike Mike and Oscar trying to make award season year round without the stuffiness we will see you all very soon <sighs> see <ya. laughs>